Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. I'm Eric Cloward. Do you struggle to live up to your principles? Do you feel like when you make a mistake that all your efforts were not worth it? In this week's episode, we're going to talk about how to approach mistakes in a much more helpful way. Some of Seneca's best works are in the form of letters back and forth with his friend Aeneas Serenus. And in these letters, they, they carry on a dialogue about how to live a better life. In one of the letters on tranquility, Serenus writes to Seneca, describing how he feels like he's afflicted with a sickness of mind, because, for example, while he's very frugal, he's dazzled by the great wealth around him, and then he feels dissatisfied with his humble home. He wishes to dedicate himself to public service, and yet finds when he runs into difficult patches that he simply just wants to give up and head for home and and lay about when writing or speaking on behalf of causes that are important to him. When he wishes to keep his language simple and clear, Serena says, Then again, when my mind has been uplifted by the greatness of its thoughts, it becomes ambitious of words, and with higher aspirations it desires higher expression. And language issues forth to match the dignity of the theme. Forgetful then of my rule and of my more restrained judgment, I am swept to loftier heights by an utterance that is no longer my own. So basically in a nutshell, Serenus is having a, a hard time living up to his ideals. And he's getting discouraged and disappointed in himself because of all of his shortcomings. He feels as though he's gradually losing ground in his struggle to become a better person. And I think this is something that we can all relate to. I mean, I struggle with meeting my own ideals all the time. I want to be much kinder and less selfish and more compassionate and less judgmental. And, you know, all these things that I struggle with and I could easily beat myself up over when I fail to live up to my own ideals. So how do we keep going when we falter? How do we keep growing and move past these kind of setbacks? Well, Seneca's response to Serenus is is pretty good, and it's very long, but there's a portion of it that I really want to read, so bear with me. So Seneca says, In truth, Serenus, I have for a long time been silently asking myself to what I should liken such condition of mind, 
and I can find nothing that so closely approaches it as the state of those who, after being released from a long and serious illness, are sometimes touched with fits of fever and slight disorders, and freed from the last traces of them, are nevertheless disquieted with mistrust, and though now quite well, stretch out their wrists to a physician and complain unjustly of any trace of heat in their body. It is not, Serenus, that they are not quite well in body, but they are not quite used to being well. Just as even a tranquil sea will show some ripple, particularly when it has just subsided after a storm. What you need, therefore, is not any of those harsher measures which we have already left behind, the necessity of opposing yourself at this point, of being angry with yourself at that, of sternly urging yourself on at another, but that which comes last, confidence in yourself and the belief that you are on the right path, and have not been led astray by the many cross-tracks of those who are roaming in every direction, some of whom are wandering very near the path itself, But what you desire is something great and supreme and very near being a god, to be unshaken. So let's unpack this because there's a lot in there. Seneca likens this to being a sick person that has been healed, but is so used to being sick that any time they get even the slightest fever assumes that all is lost. I think that we all kind of do these things. When we fall back into old habits and ways of thinking, we often feel like because we didn't meet the ideals or the standards that we have, that we're a complete failure. And basically that we are ill again. That it's kind of an all or nothing proposition. And what Seneca recommends is that when things go a bit off the rails in our efforts to grow, we shouldn't be too harsh or angry with ourselves. That we should instead be kinder to ourselves and that we should be confident in ourselves, that we're on the right path. And this kind of confidence is a virtuous cycle, meaning that by being confident in ourselves, we handle our failures better, and thus gain more confidence, which then allows us to handle our failures better, and so on. And it's this kind of confidence that, I love that quote, allows us to be unshaken. So how do we gain this kind of confidence? How do we move past those failures? My oldest is uh, now driving and is often worried when, when driving behind the wheel that he's going to do something wrong. And my partner just simply says, yep, you're going to do it wrong. Because the truth is, is that we rarely do something right the first time. Especially if it's something difficult like driving a car or being a less selfish person. Being okay with being wrong, that you will make mistakes, is a necessary part of life and a necessary part of learning. Basically, making mistakes is inevitable, and learning from them is optional. And it's up to you to decide what your mistakes mean. For those of us that are often too hard on ourselves, just because we make a mistake doesn't mean that we're a bad or an unworthy person. It just means that we're human. So we should learn to be a little bit easier on ourselves. So how do we be easier on ourselves without allowing ourselves to just kind of skate by? A few months ago, I was read a book called Out of Your Mind by Alan Watts. And Alan Watts was an interesting character. He was a professor of Asian studies and an author of several dozen books on Buddhism and Zen and Eastern philosophy. And his approach to life was one of self-development and growth and not taking life too seriously. And as I was reading, I stumbled across this gem. He says, I may be sincere but never serious, because I don't think the universe is serious. 
And when I read that quote, I laughed out loud because far too often I am the exact opposite. I am way too serious. And so kind of stuck in my way of being that that I often get, you know, just kind of down on myself for things that that I struggle with. But it really has kind of stuck in my head over the past few weeks. And I found it to be a very helpful filter on how to view the world. And I think that being a sincere person mitigates so much of the self-shaming and anger that we point at ourselves when we fail. So when you make a mistake and you approach it with sincerity, then you can look at the situation much more clearly. If you need to, you can sincerely apologize. You can be sincere about forgiving yourself, knowing that you are sincerely trying to do your best. And because sincerity is humble, you're not trying to prove anything or protect your ego. There's no ulterior motives because it's all about being honest and being compassionate. And if you think about it, you can be sincere in almost any context and it's appropriate. If you're laughing and joking, you can still be sincere. If you're in a situation where there's a lot of sadness or depression, sincerity is always a great approach. When you're in an argument with somebody, if you can just focus on being sincere, you're probably going to resolve things much more quickly. Because if you're being sincere, you're more likely to listen and to speak honestly about what's going on. You aren't trying to push the other person's buttons and make the situation a lot worse. Trying to live up to our ideals is never easy work. The more we grow, then the more we can see how much more there is to grow. Because we're usually never satisfied with just resting on our laurels, and we set the bar much higher. But then we feel bad because we're not as good as we want to be, often ignoring the growth that we've made. And it's kind of a great thing, because if we never had something to improve on, some way to grow in our lives, then life would be really boring, and I think we'd lose our purpose in life. But it's also kind of a bad thing because we can perpetually feel like we are never good enough. So I think learning how to approach life sincerely, yet not too seriously, can help us gain that confidence that we're on the right path. And that's the Stoic Coffee Break for this week. Be good to each other and be good to yourselves. And thanks for listening. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, I would really appreciate if you could help support me by making a pledge on Patreon. You can find me at patreon.com slash stoiccoffee. Even just a small amount helps in keeping this podcast going. Also, head on over to my website at www.stoic.coffee and sign up for our weekly newsletter. And lastly, if you know someone that might like or could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening.